the first word that I got was actually, the first word I had was actually very similar to the word that Gabriel um, brought. The word that I saw is I saw you in a pit, just in a big, big pit. And um, I just felt the Lord just put a phrase on my heart that just said, that which does not have a soul cannot help that which does have a soul. And I just felt the soul is the mind, the emotions, and the will. And that just someone just struggling in the mind, as Gabriel was saying, but in the emotions, in your emotions, and that you've looked at counsel, and you've looked for other people, and even other people who've got a soul, it's a broken soul. And someone, the, the only person that can pull you out of the pit is Jesus. And it goes yes, on, Lord. and in Psalm 40, it goes on and says, he wants to put a new song in your mouth and it's you don't even realize it you've been in a pit for so long you've come to church but you're in a pit spiritually you're in a pit and it's and maybe someone else put you in that pit and that you just can't seem to worship God it's just not the same anymore you used to come and there used to be a song on your heart that used to overflow there used to be a real joy in your life and it's almost like it's being squeezed out and you don't know what it is and I just feel that Jesus wants to come tonight and he just wants to lift you up and he wants to lift you out of that pit that was the first word that came to my heart as I was um praying and the other word was right knee if anyone's got any pain in your right knee specifically your right knee anyone with pain in your right knee and also someone with some pain in the stomach I don't know what it is but there's just pain in the stomach maybe I'm not sure maybe it's an ulcer or something and it just almost brings like just like maybe like a gag reflex every now and then just some pain in the stomach so those are the three words that the Lord laid on my heart fantastic Mark if that's you relate to that word right now I'm going to take a step out of your seat and just come forward right now. Relate that first word that Mark said about the joy of the Lord. Then you talked about stomach, yeah, stomach issues stomach. there. And, and somebody with a, a right knee problem. If you have the ministry team, just come forward right now. And Tayo, just begin to pray as well. If Mark, you want to go down there. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, while these guys are praying at the front, if you are in this place tonight and you've got an, either a deaf ear or a problem with your ears, I want you to stand on your feet right now. Anybody here tonight, you've got a problem in one of your ears, either your ears, you're deaf in one ear, or your ears blocked there. I just want to ask Brett to come down, if you can just come down right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if there's any leaders here tonight standing next to these people, John, you minister in healing. There's a lady just behind you there. There's a guy here as well. One of you ladies want to go and pray for him. Thank you, Lord. This gentleman here as well. And then Brett, I just want you to come down and be ministering to these people here. So if you're, if someone's standing next to you, just put your hand out to them right now. I don't want to begin to pray for them in the name of Jesus. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same Jesus that unblocked ears back then in the Bible. He can unblock your ear here tonight in Jesus' name. So Brett, you want to just, just dive in there. Hallelujah, Father God. Lord, we pray tonight in the name of Jesus that you'll unblock deaf ears, Father God. We bind every spirit of deafness in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. We command every blockage, Father God, to open in the name of Jesus, God. And we pray, Father God, that a river of healing, Father God, will release right now through these ears, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we command ears be open right now in the name of Jesus. Open right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Someone just felt something go from your ear right now. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, receive your healing right now. Receive your healing right now. Father God, we pray. Lord, for someone here tonight who needs a complete new eardrum, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, release 
your creative power into that ear right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. Reconstruct ears tonight, Father God. Reconstruct ears tonight, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You got a testimony already? Bring that lady. Thank you, Lord. Tell us what's happened there, bro. Thank you, Father God. So you responded to, uh, was it a deaf ear? Was your ear completely deaf? I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear people unless I sh- they shout. They have to shout. So you couldn't hear people unless they shouted in your ear. Is that right? I can't hear. And how long, how long has that been for? You haven't heard anyone shouting for, for years. What, 10 years, 5 years, a long time? More than 10 years. More than 10 years. You've not, you couldn't hear me tonight in both ears. What ear was it? Your left or your right? Both ears. And can, can you hear perfectly? Somebody give the Lord's open Hallelujah, ears. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise. praise God. Thank you, Lord. Let's give Jesus a shout of praise here tonight. Hallelujah. He is worthy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Just the band can continue to pray. Play as these guys finish off ministering tonight thank you Lord, thank you Father God let's just bow our heads in prayer, wait on the Holy Spirit right now, thank you Father thank you Jesus thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus I know someone here got a skin infection someone here tonight has got a skin infection maybe it's just getting worse uh, if that's you, I just want you to stand right now, someone who's got a skin infection tonight, just stand on your feet I want to pray, pray with you. Who's that tonight? Someone with a skin infection. Give me a wave. Nobody responded to that word tonight. Someone with a skin infection, just stand on your feet. Just stand on your feet right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Put, just put your hand towards that lady right now, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father God, we just speak healing, Father, over that skin right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we curse that infection by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and we command right now her skin to be restored right now in Jesus' name. Be healed right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, team. Let's give it up to the team tonight. Amen. God bless you guys. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. I'd like you to turn your Bibles tonight to Ephesians chapter 3. If we can, if we can do that right now, we're going to move right now into, into the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 3. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What, what have you guys come forward for tonight? What have you come forward for? What, what condition were you praying for? You guys also want to come and let me pray for all of you right now. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Just lift your hands right now. Thank you, Father God.
Let's all agree in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, yes, hallelujah, Father God. Right now, in Jesus' name, Father, whether it be the knee problem, the stomach problem, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father, thank you that you are the problem solver. In Jesus' name, you are the healer, Father. You give strength to the weary, Father God. In those who don't have any might, you increase strength, Lord God, in Jesus' name. So, Father God, we command you, Satan, to go right now from their lives, right now, in Jesus' name. Sickness, go right now. In Jesus' name, pain come out of their body. Just receive your healing right now. In Jesus' name. Loose her right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. You may take your seats. Ephesians chapter 3 and, uh, and verse 15. How many people sense the presence of God here tonight? Amen. It's really, really amazing when God, God comes in, in an amazing way. And God's really been ministering to me just personally about just staying in, in the presence of God and staying close to God. And, and I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. And all, all that I really said was basically, you know, you know I, just, I just need God. Anybody need God here tonight? I just need God. And, and the person was saying to me, oh, wow, that, that's awesome. I didn't really say it in a real anointed way. It was more like, my God, I need God. I'm feeling weak. I need God. But that blessed the person. I thought, if that can bless somebody, well, praise God. God can use anybody. Amen. And uh, if you're in need of God tonight, you know, you're in the right place tonight. Because these Sunday evening services, we really want to give time to the, to the Holy Spirit. And uh, that he would just move through in, in your life. We do have encounter weekends and we do have the living free course that's coming up where we can really start uh, going deeper in your life and really getting the grips so of something comes up in your life tonight where you think, my, my God, that's a little deeper. I need to work on that. And that's where we have the living free course where we can really work 10 weeks at a time, really do some divine operation on your life. Amen. Because sometimes you're set free in a meeting like this, but some things just simply take time. You need to get the word of God in your spirit. And that's where the living free course is there available for you and the third week I think third week of September 23rd of September that's there in the revival times for you guys and uh I was just talking to a friend of mine this, uh, this last week as well, and I, we're talking about holidays, and I was saying to him, listen, we, we managed to go away on a holiday, and we went to Cornwall, and it was just very busy. Some holidays, you, you really get uh, to grips, and you really rest, and you come back relaxed, and some holidays, you just come back tired. I mean, I don't know if you've had the experience of that. You've seen family and friends, and it just simply ha- has to be done, doesn't it? You know, you have to see family at some point, and we love family, don't we? But sometimes, we don't really love to be with them, you know, uh, as much as we'd like to. We'd like to lie on, on a beach somewhere and relax and see God. And I said to him, you know, I came back from holiday really, really tired and uh, I've just been seeking God and, and trying to get some rest. And he said, you know what, I didn't have a, a holiday either. He, he said he couldn't really afford it. He said, but the best thing God told me, he said, fast for three days. Fast for three days. I've been fasting for three days. And I was so tired during this fast. I was so tired. I had to work long shifts. Anybody work shifts? You know how you feel? You're not, I mean, not eating and doing a shift. I mean, you feel like you're fainting. You know, uh, if you need strength, you need strength from God during that time. And he was doing a shift. And, and, and he just said, when he finally ate on the third day uh, and broke his fast, he said he felt the presence of God in an amazing way. He just felt like he'd had a two-week holiday. Yeah, because God had strengthened him in that way. And, and hallelujah, amen. 
And sometimes, you know, this message tonight is titled, Strengthen Yourself in God. Strengthen yourself in God because sometimes, I mean, whether it's holidays or whether it's social things that you want to do, I've heard people say in church, you know, I don't want to be in church. I'm tired of being in church. I want to get out there and have a social life. You know what? Having a social life is not going to strengthen you in the way that you think. You need to make sure that you strengthen yourself in God first. And while I was away and I was thinking about this, you know, when you're away and people, you know, my grandma passed away uh, earlier this year and I, uh, then also on Thursday had an opportunity to do a funeral. And uh, Gabriel, however, is becoming a bit of a professional in weddings uh, over the summer. He's done six weddings. So if anybody wants to get him to do their wedding at the end of the service, come and speak to him. Hallelujah. Amen. But since uh, Dudley's been promoted and, and moved on, you know, we're all getting these opportunities. But when you're there taking your fu- a funeral and trying your best to relate to the person there and, and serve the family, you start thinking about your life. You start thinking about reordering your life and restructuring life. And, and sometimes we've all done this. And, and, and I, made a, I started making a list of things that I thought were priority. Anybody done that? A list of things that are a priority in your life. I mean, what's the most important thing in your life tonight? Have you ever th- asked yourself that question? And I started going through, you know, family's really important. You know, getting my finances really important. Tied in my house is kind of important. All these, all these, doing sport, trying to lose weight is important. Finally, when Jesus returns, we'll get around to doing that. All these different things. And, and I thought, you know, what is the most non-negotiable thing in my life personally? And I put at the top of that list, and I just put the words, my relationship with God. My relationship with God. And now, I mean, easy, easier to put it down on the list, isn't it? I mean, easier to put it down on the list and harder to do it, really. You know, my relationship with God, not my sermon preparation, not speaking in tongues before the service and trying to get ready to prepare all these different things that we do, getting ready to teach in a cell group if you're a cell group leader, getting ready to do a course, but your relationship with the Lord. And we know those scriptures in Matthew's gospel where Jesus said to the man who said, listen, I did these signs and wonders in your name. And Jesus said to him, listen, I I don't know you. And that... That's, that's enough to scare you, you know, when you're reading the Bible. Think, my God, do I really know God? And I wanted you to make your aim, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, you think about the ISIS that's going on there in Iraq, and you see all these Christians uh, being slaughtered, and, and you're thinking, my God, it's all over Facebook, and, and sometimes you get disorientated, and you're thinking, my God, what's, what's life all about? And then you see the war in Syria, and then you're seeing in northern Nigeria, and then you're even seeing things in Great Britain, and, and sometimes when you're watching the news, it can, it can really get into your life. I mean, you're not believe in God anymore, you're, some, you're disorientated, you, you're getting emotional, and, and sometimes you're worried about life, and sometimes you can get confused. And when I put that on the top of the list, my relationship with God, you know, you, you recognize when you put God first, everything else falls into place. And the scripture is true, and it says, seek first the kingdom of God, and my righteousness, and everything else shall be added And I want to encourage you tonight that if you haven't put God first place in your life, start to do that. If life is all over the place right now and you're not understanding, you don't have perspective, then get back on your knees in prayer, amen? Get back close to God. And here, and Paul is there in this Ephesians verse, in chapter 3 and verse 14, he's before God. 
He's before God. He knows who his source is and he's before God and he's praying for the church. He says in verse 14, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. How many people know tonight that the Lord is our strength? Amen. The Lord is our strength, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I mean, Paul is praying for the church and he's praying for you. He's praying for me and he's saying, I pray that you'd be strengthened with might in the inner man. I mean, think tonight, why would Paul be writing such things? And it's simple tonight, you know, because we're weak. We go through times of weakness. We go through times of tiredness and we're only human. And that's why we need to fully rely on God for strength. We were praying this last week on Wednesday night and Kemi brought up this verse and uh, I was reading it and we were praying for KT and we are praying for KT to be strong. We are praying for the network to be strong and we are praying for the missions, the international missions because we've got three months, the summer of missions. And we, I sat down with Colin in December with a few of the leaders and he was saying there's three areas that we need to make sure that are strong in KT. I don't want you to write these things down tonight because this is very important. They're very, very simple. He said, number one, we need to pray that Kensington Temple, the central church, is strong. Every service is strong. Every cell group is strong. We're praying that we're moving out of a position of strength. We're not going to take the city of London unless we're strong. We're not going to be able to do it. You know, we were there at Carnival last week and, and uh, we were pushing the weights. And, and I, I mean, last year I did 23 reps on a 60 kilo bar. This, this year I was only able to manage 20. And people came, oh, wow, you're strong. But sometimes, you know, when you used to be able to do 23 and now you can only do 20, you don't feel as strong as you used to be. And sometimes when you get older, you will know the older you get, Sometimes the weaker you get, the, the frailer you get, you're not able to do the things you used to do. I remember my grandma, she, she just went to be with the Lord in December, and every time I'd go back to be with her at home and visit her, she said, you know what, Christian, I've got arthritis in my knees, but I'm believing God, I can skip, and years went by, and she would listen to God TV, and then finally she shared with me, she said, I'll get, I'm just going to get my skipping rope, rope out, because I'm going to show you that I've been believing God, I can skip, and look, I can skip, and she would skip away. At 90 years old. You know, because why? Because God is our strength, amen? God is our strength. But sometimes you just simply can't do the things you used to do. You can't live the way you used to live. You can't be as busy as you used to be. Uh, And you need to rely on God for strength, amen? Rely on God for strength. He says here that you be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. Being strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's where the strength comes from. That word might there, when he says strengthened with might in the inner man, is the word dunamis. <laughs> you know what, where dunamis is there in the Bible. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. And he says, Jesus said, you shall receive power. Everybody say power. power. 
You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Meaning, you shall receive might. You shall receive strength when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I want to ask you a question. I mean, I know we're all Pentecostals here tonight. Some of you may be in the Spirit. Some of you may not. Some of you may be sleeping here tonight. You know, but you need to understand one thing. Have you received power? I mean, power is not, oh, yes, on the encounter. Yes, when Gabriel prayed for me, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the consolidation room. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about today. His mercies are new every morning. He wants to empower you today. One of the things that we do when we go on, on, on the mission field is, is that we're praying to God for his strength and his power and his anointing for about eight weeks before we go. And then when we go to Mali, we visit villages or Romania, his power is there. And you would have realized when we come back, we're talking about the miracles that Jesus has done and amazing things. I mean, who did those miracles? Who did those miracles? It was God working through us, amen? Strengthening us. And as we preach and we lay hands on people, it was God's power. I want to propose to you tonight, it's the same power that God used on the mission field that he'll use in your workplace tomorrow morning, in Jesus' name. And we were praying on Wednesday this week that you'll be strengthened with might, you'll be strengthened with power. You need strength to be out there today, don't you? I mean, to be out there in the hospital or to be in the business field, to be out there at work where, when there seems to be an anti-Christian uh, agenda by the government and, and it seems that Islam, even though there's a lot of troubles with Islam, it seems that Islam seems to be having favor in the media. Uh, and it seems that it's not that bad. And, and, and Things that are out there right now and you think, oh my God, how can I stand up as a Christian? I tell you, how can you stand up with the strength of God, amen? With the power that God supplies. It cannot be done. The gospel cannot be done. And the Christian life cannot be lived without the power of the Holy Spirit. Without the strength that God supplies. And I want to encourage you tonight to start praying that God will give you power during the week. I mean, not just on Sunday. I used to pray before on Sunday when I was 15 and I first got saved. Because one of the pastors said, you must pray before the service. I mean, if God's going to meet you in the service... You need to be praying before the service. You can't just be waltzing in and expecting God to touch you. You need to start seeking him and start praying, saying, God, touch my life. And in fact, for me personally, and I don't know how it is for you, when I prayed and asked God, connected with God first, in the seeker place, and started seeking God, Lord, give me strength, that's the time I've actually met with God in the service. I mean, there's times where I've not prayed and I've thought, my God, the worship is terrible tonight. The offering is terrible tonight. The preaching is terrible tonight. And I blamed everybody else, but really what the problem was, the problem was me. I didn't pray. I didn't seek God. And whether the worship was good or bad, I mean, whether the worship's good or bad, God can still meet you where you're at. And it's up to you. God moves according to your hunger and your desire for Him. And Paul is praying, listen, I pray that you be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. I remember the time where I was going through a really tough time and Abraham Lysina from Holland was ministering here in the, in the service. And, and I was just praying to God before the service, Lord, I really need, I really need to encounter you. I really need to do something in my life. And right throughout the worship, I was weeping during the worship. The presence of God was touching me during the worship. And when Abraham came to sing, he called me up on the platform. And I remember standing here, just lifting my hands to God. 
And it was the first time that I'd experienced the power of God in a, in a more unusual way. I mean, all of us might have experienced God tonight with a little goosebump here, a little goosebump there, a few tears, hallelujah, glory be to God, shine Jesus, shine. But, I mean, very few of you would have experienced God in the way where you, I mean, you, in a way where you're not able to get from, up from the floor. I mean, where the power of God's coming on you in such a way that you're just about to either pop. I mean, you're about to pop or fall down. Because God is a powerful God. Our God is a powerful God. It says in Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the strength of my life. Hallelujah. In him I will be confident. That's our God. Our God is the God of Elijah. Remember preaching last time about Elijah, how God strengthened Elijah for 40 days and 40 nights and how he was able to accomplish destiny in anointing three people because God released strength upon his life. He went through a time where he was about to quit and say, God, I want to die. I mean, he called fire down from heaven and he slaughtered all the prophets of Baal and he accomplished much for God, but he went through a season in his life where he was weak and the Bible says God knew his weakness, God saw his weakness, and God decided to what? Strengthen him, hallelujah. And I want to tell you now, if you've gone through a time and a situation right now where you're tired and weary and you're wanting to give up on God and you're wanting to give up on your cell group or you're wanting to give up on whatever, I tell you, that's the right time for God to come in right now and strengthen your life, hallelujah. So I'm standing here and I'm in that place and I'm thinking, God, I want you to strengthen me. And suddenly as Abraham begins to prophesy, the power of God starts to hit me. And for the first time in my life, I ended up on the floor. I ended up on the floor. Why? Because the power of God was so strong. I felt that God, what God was doing, he was healing me. He was speaking to me. And he was saying, I'm going to turn your life around. Hallelujah. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to release you to destiny. And as Abraham began to prophesy these words, something supernatural happened to me. I went on that deck, but I came up a changed man because of the power of God. That's the type of God that we serve, the type of God that is able to change your circumstances. Hallelujah. To change your life. That's the God who can strengthen you. Hallelujah. He says, I grant according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. You all remember the story in 1 Samuel chapter 30 when David strengthened himself in the Lord. I mean, we know David to be a man who conquered Goliath. They sang about David and said, hey, you know, Saul has killed a thousand, but David, his tens of thousands. When we think of David, we think, my God, what a strong man of God. God chose him. All his brothers came before Samuel, and, but David wasn't around. And God chose little David. And God anointed David. Some people argue because David was anointed, he was able to slaughter Goliath. He was God's chosen. He was God's favorite. Something like that. You know, but whether, whether we believe those things or not, we're all God's favorite. Hallelujah. We're all chosen by God. And as a Christian here tonight, you are anointed. Hallelujah. You have the same power of the Holy Spirit inside of you that Reinhard Bonker has, that Benny Hinn has, or anybody out there tonight that you're watching and thinking, my God, that guy is a strong, mighty minister. You have the same power inside of you tonight. And God can do the same things through your life tonight. 
And David here in this scripture, what happens is the people of Amalek come in and they take everybody's wives and children and they take them captive. I mean, David's got this army. People are fearing David. He, he's going to be anointed king one day. Saul is after him to make, to make things worse. The Amalekites come in and literally take everything from David. I mean, take everything away. I mean, he probably thought in that time he lost his anointing. God, am I anointed? If I was anointed... And if you were with me, my wives and my children and the, the wives and children of all these men would still be here, surely. Asking himself that question. All of the family has suddenly disappeared. And what does David do? The Bible says they were in great distress. And the people talked about stoning him. I mean, what a situation that is. People talking about stoning David. They're saying, let's get rid of him. Let's just sack him. Let's remove him. Surely he's not honoring God anymore. Surely maybe we should turn back and go and serve Saul instead. And they're going through this situation. Uh, who knows what's going on, but they're thinking about stoning him. So what does David do? He doesn't give some big speech about how he's anointed and how he's anointed king and surely he's going to be on the throne of, of Israel. What does he do? It says here, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. I wonder if you tonight, if everything goes wrong in your life, if your response would be, I'm going to strengthen myself in God. I'm going to get before God and I'm going to get what God says about the situation. I'm going to trust God with all of my heart. I want to turn over to a few Psalms because this gives a, a real impression of what David was going through. Psalm verse 28 and verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoices with my song. I will praise him. The Lord is their strength. He is the saving refuge of his anointing. Save your people. Bless your inheritance. Shepherd them and bear them up forever. What is he saying? The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. Turn over there to Psalm 18 right now. What does he say in Psalm 18? He says, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. Hallelujah. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. What does this tell you about David? He's saying, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Verse 32. It is God who arms me with strength. Makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He sets me in the high places. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You've also given me a shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. You enlarged my path unto me, so my feet did not slip. I pursued my enemies, and I have overtaken them. Neither did I turn back again till they were destroyed. I have wounded them, so they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet. For you have armed me with strength for battle. Hallelujah. You have subdued under me those who rose against me. You have also given me the necks of my enemies, so I destroyed those who hated me. What is he saying again? The Lord is my strength. Is the Lord your strength tonight? 
Is the Lord your strength? Because David strengthened himself in the Lord. He got an ephod and he started to seek after God. We don't know how many days he started to seek God for. He started to seek after God and saying, God, what's going on? My life's a mess. My wives are being taken. What's going on, Lord? What is going on? I don't know if you've ever prayed that prayer. What's going on, Lord? What's going on? Lord, I'm getting my life in the right perspective. So David inquired of the Lord, shall I, shall I pursue them? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered them and said, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Hallelujah. And we know the story, if you read it on there, what happened, David pursued the enemy. He clearly wiped them out, just like Psalm 18 says. And the Bible says, David recovered everything that he had lost. Everything that was stolen. There's a song that says that God is going to restore what the enemy has stolen from you. Hallelujah. God is going to restore what the enemy has stolen from your life. Is the things in your life tonight that have disappeared. Because that's what the devil does, doesn't he? I mean, he doesn't wipe you out straight away, just bit by bit, piece by piece. He, he tries to wear you out. He, he, he takes a little bit from you here, a little bit from you there. I mean, you all know just from a practical point of view, if you've got enough money to take you to the end of the month, the parking control guy who's walking around Kensington Temple is going to come and put an 80-pound fine on your, on your, on your car. And suddenly you find yourself 80, 80 pounds worse off. I mean, that's the devil. The devil can just wear you out. Now, you might be able to deal with a parking bill tonight. But what happens when the council tax man comes and says, you haven't paid 500 pounds. You need to pay 500 pounds more. So that's 580 pounds. And before you realize, you're getting worn out. That's what the devil tries to do. And what do you do in your life? You have to come before God and say, God, you are my provider. You are my strength, Lord God. You can provide this 580 pound. Hallelujah. That's what David did. He got before God and said, Lord, what should I do? And the Lord says, you shall recover all. Hallelujah. You shall recover all what the enemy has stolen from you in Jesus' name. Think about it tonight. How did the devil take Samson out? Just piece by piece. Piece by piece. Woman after woman was wearing him down until he was at the final stage. The final lady said, listen, what's the secret of your strength? And then he finally, after he was deceived by this woman, gave the secret of his strength. He shaved off his hair and suddenly he was in there in chains, in bondage. And where was he? In the temple of Dagon. Just there. It was an embarrassment because he compromised. You know, when you compromise... It's basically, for you and me, it's basically us saying we're not believing that God is our source. We're not believing the Word of God. We're believing that pleasure or sin is Lord at that moment in time. That's what Samson did. He started to serve sin. He started to serve his own agenda, his own pleasures, and he found himself chained and in prison. But thank God for the ending because the Bible says in Judges, it says he prayed this prayer. And he said, God, Lord, strengthen me one more time. Strengthen me one more time. You may have heard it in another way. Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Lord, you did revival back then. You did miracles back then. You saved London back then. You did amazing things back then. Lord, strengthen me one more time. 
strengthen me again. And what happens? The power of God comes upon Samson and he starts to rock a hold of the temple of Dagon. And the Bible says as he begins to get strong again, he literally pulls the whole of the temple down. Hallelujah. And the Bible says he kills more in that moment than he ever did in his lifetime. Why? Because he suddenly realized, he realized that God was his strength. Hallelujah. I want to tell you tonight how you realizing that God is your strength. Turn back over to Ephesians chapter 3 as we conclude tonight. God strengthened Elijah for 40 days and for 40 nights. It tells you something tonight. God strengthened David and after this time, he was anointed king. You go into 2 Samuel and he was anointed king. God restored him. God restored his leadership, restored his family. When we realize that God is our strength, that he would grant you in verse 16, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. As we conclude tonight, it says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. I want to tell you, where is the strength that you need tonight? It's in the glory of God. It's in the presence of God. It's in your relationship with God. Experiencing firsthand the glory of God. Pray in the prayer, Lord, show me the riches of your glory. When we experience the glory of God, that's when we become truly strong tonight. I want the worship band to come back right now. I mean, earlier on, the presence of God was moving throughout this place. We were experiencing God in a very tangible way. Spirit break in, spirit break out. Let's bow our heads in prayer right now. As we conclude, I want to ask you these questions. Do you know where to run in time of trouble? God is our strength. He's our portion. Father God, tonight we praise you that you're our strength. Just lift your hands right now and just praise him that he is your strength. He is your strength. Pray tonight that you, God would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That your eyes would be enlightened. Hallelujah. That you know the hope of your calling and your, the glorious inheritance in the saints. That you know the exceeding power, the same power, the mighty power that raised Jesus from the dead. And that you would be strengthened with might tonight in the inner man. That you'd go in this, this week and you'd become strong in the name of Jesus. Not relying on the arm of the flesh, but relying on the arm of Almighty God. Father God, we pray tonight for every member of Kensington Temple, London City Church. We pray the main church would be strong. In Jesus' name, every leader would be strengthened in the name of Jesus. Pastor Colin, Bruce, Father God, and the whole team will be strengthened with might through your spirit in the inner man. That this week will be a week of strength in the name of Jesus. As we meet as leaders on Friday night, we pray that it will be a time of empowerment, a time of strengthening, a time of realignment in the name of Jesus. A time where the power and the presence of God is released in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we all become strong strong and strengthened in the name of Jesus. Father God, release a word of a calling, Lord God, that even as he brings the word, it would bring strength to your people in the name of Jesus. Father, tonight for us and our families, our cell groups, Lord God, we pray tonight that every single leadership group, every cell group will be strengthened, Lord God, in Jesus' name. 
We believe you for every satellite pastor, every minister in LCC, Father God, the mission field to be strengthened in Jesus' name. I want every head bowed and every eye closed tonight. If you're in this place tonight and you don't know God, you don't know what it is to have forgiveness, you're a bit like Samson, you're away from God, I want you to pray a prayer. It's a prayer of forgiveness. And I tell you, God accepts you tonight. God wants to forgive you. God's a God of a second chance. You're in this place tonight. You say, hey, I want to experience God's strength for the first time. I want to experience Jesus. I want to experience God. I want to come back to Him tonight. I want His forgiveness. Well, He wants to forgive you tonight. He wants to save you tonight. I'm going to pray a prayer out loud tonight. It's a prayer of forgiveness. Slow down the music a little bit. Hallelujah. David came before God and he said, God, you are my strength. I'm relying on you. Many of us here tonight are relying on Jesus for heaven. Jesus is the one who saves. He's the one who forgives. He's the one who changes lives. We're trusting him. If you're in this place tonight, I'm going to pray this prayer. And you need Jesus in your life. You need to experience His grace, His forgiveness. Or you want to return to Him. Just pray this prayer in your own heart. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I come before you right now. And I've seen you working here tonight. I need you. I need you. I know and I realize I cannot do life without you. I come to you tonight because you are my strength. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose from the third day because God strengthened you by power and you were raised on the third day. Today, I choose to believe in you. Forgive me of all my sins. I want this new life. I choose to follow you from this moment onwards. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you want Jesus in your life, you need his forgiveness, I want to pray with you. If you prayed that prayer and you need His grace and His forgiveness, lift your hand high right now because I want to pray with you right across this place tonight. Lift it high. Say, yes, Christian, that's me. I want God's forgiveness. I want Him in my life tonight. Lift your hand high right across this place tonight. When you lift that hand, you're not just lifting it to me. You lift it to heaven. Heaven sees that hand. It says, hey, there's a man or a woman who's serious, who needs my grace, who needs my forgiveness. Lift your hand high this place tonight in the balcony. Thank you. Lift, keep it lifted right now. And if you're in this place tonight and need to recommit your life to Him, I want you to lift your hand high right now because I want to pray with you as well. You're saying, I, I've, I've, I've lost God. I lost God. I lost relying on God as my strength. And today I'm returning. Lift your hand high right across this place today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you lifted your hand, just stand on your feet right now because I want to pray with you. Takes bold to stand. Every single person who lifted your hand, just stand up right now. Thank you. Just stand up right now. Let's give them a hand as they stand. Just stand on your feet right now. Thank you, Father God. Every single person who lifted your hand, just stand up. Thank you. Those in the middle, sir, here. Thank you in the balcony. Just stand on your feet. If you lifted your hand, I want to pray with you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You know, it takes boldness to stand in a service like this. But you know what? A commitment to God is a serious commitment. When you come before God and say, God, I'm getting right with you. That is the most important decision that you could ever possibly make. It is the most important. It's the most important thing in this meeting tonight. Whatever we've done, the most important thing is for you and I to come and get right with God. Now, 
For those who are standing, I want you just to take one more step out of your seat and come right to the front here. And I'm going to pray with you right at the front. Just come take a step out of your seat. We'll, we'll wait for you as you come in the balcony. Just take a step out of your seat and come right forward. Thank you, sir. If the consolidates can just help them down. If you're with somebody tonight, somebody brought you, just come with them so they're not coming alone as well. Just come right to the middle here. If we can have the ministry team just stand up and just come forward and support the people. Let's give them a hand as they come right now. Thank you, guys. Bless you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Just waiting for the people who are coming from the balcony tonight. Thank you, Father God. As we go into this week, I want to remind every single person that God can use you to touch someone's life this week. I know Bruce is going to be bringing the message next week. And these Sunday nights, we've got an opportunity to see lives transformed. And it's certainly not, whether, whether you join our church or not, you know, we want to help you guys move forward with God. But, you know, this is what it's all about, amen? This is what it's all about, seeing people saved. Let's give them a hand as they come. Seeing people get right with God. Thank you, Father. We just had a baptism today. How many people got baptized today? 14 people got baptized today. Hallelujah, 14 people. 200 people got saved last weekend at the carnival. You know, we're just rejoicing in what God is doing. If you guys want to come closer together, we're going to pray together right now. Thank you, Father God. Now, I don't know if you're from another church tonight. I don't know if you're going to join KT, but I want to tell you what we, what we have tonight. There's a person behind you going to just pray with you at the end of this prayer. They're going to talk with you about your decision. Now, some of you are rededicating your life. Some of you are praying for the first time. Some of you are in different places with God. But we're just simply going to help you with some of our team, give you a Bible and some information. We do have cell groups, groups that meet in the week, the men's ministry, the women's ministry, that you can connect with. They'll help you move forward with God. We can find the right group for you to join. And that's what we have. We have services in the church. We have Wednesday night prayer meetings as well, things that will just help you move forward with God. So let's pray together right now. Thank you, Jesus. Just bow your head in prayer. Father, I ask you, Father, tonight that this would be a fresh start for every single person who's at the front here. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to give new life and freedom, the freedom that Gabriel was praying about earlier. Father, we pray tonight that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And we pray tonight we declare the old is gone and the new has come. Make them born again. This is a fresh start. Lord, be the Lord of their lives, we pray. And let them, every single one of them take the steps forward in their faith tonight, we pray. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now before you clap, we just want to spend a few moments with you. And just on the right-hand side where Gabriel is, if you just open the door, there's a lounge in the back there. We're just going to spend a few moments with you. And if, if any of you are friends of the people who are standing forward, you come forward right now. We don't want people just waiting by themselves, but you come at the same time. So let's give them a hand as they go right now. We'll spend a few moments with you in prayer. Thank you, guys. Let's all stand tonight. Hallelujah. I said, let's all stand tonight. Let's give Jesus a shout of praise in this place tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the Lord, our strength. He is our strength. He is our shield. He is our portion. Hallelujah. Now I want us to sing that song, Strength Will Rise, as we wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. So go and have a great week of strength in Jesus' name. Amen.